Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Billy from the Total Screamers podcast. The Premier League's in full swing and that means it's time to throw on your club shirt and make sure that you don't take a nasty tackle below the waist. Our partners at Manscaped are here so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all of your below the waist grooming needs with the code SCREAMERS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping on your order. Hello everybody, welcome back to the Total Screamers podcast. Today I am joined by Jed. Say hello Jed. Hello buddy. And we're also joined by Billy. How are you doing Billy? I'm alright, thank you. How are you mate? Always good mate, always good. Boys, we're back, we're talking Champions League football. Um, I personally think it was another good good, solid week of Champions League games. What about your, What about yourselves? Oh definitely mate, definitely. Yeah, plenty it's, of uh, it, it always delivers doesn't it, the Champions League. Definitely. Right, we're going to start with the uh, Erling Haaland show or Borussia Dortmund, Sevilla. Uh, Jed, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this game? And Haaland in particular, he always grabs the oh. headlines, doesn't he? Oh, yes, he does. Oh, he's he's so good. He's such a good footballer. Like The fact that he's only 20 years old and he's scored mm. 20 goals in the Champions League already. Like The, the kid's just insane. Absolutely insane. And he's, he's just... Like, like you say, it was the Haaland show, wasn't it? If anyone was going to turn up and, and drag them through this tie, it was going to be him. Um, <laughs> and it was a very good game, actually. It was competitive. Um, Sevilla, obviously, trailing from the first leg, so they had to give it a go. Um, yeah. They did have a couple of chances. Um, it was it was an even game, really. Um, Dortmund, I think, probably deserved to go through over the course of the, the two legs. Um, but, I mean, this game... Aside from Erling Haaland, obviously had a bit of drama in with the penalty and, <laughs> yeah. and that decision, which was very, obviously he was at the centre of it anyway, but very, very strange uh, decisions going on there. Um, yeah, it had everything, didn't it? It had everything. It's a, this whole tie was a brilliant, brilliant advert for the Champions League. Uh, 
if, if there are any non-Champions League fans out there, which I'm sure there aren't <laughs> anyway. But like, it's just absolutely brilliant, wasn't it? Completely agree with you, mate. Yeah, uh, Billy, what were your thoughts on this one, buddy? Um, completely agree with everything Jed said, you know. Haaland, to get 20 goals in 14 Champions League games, it's just mental, isn't it? And when you think mm. that it took Messi 40 games and Ronaldo 56 games, it, it just shows how good he really <laughs> is, doesn't it? It's just crazy. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, he's ridiculous, isn't he? I, I think he is already... At his, at his age, a, a world-class striker. Um, Absolutely. I know a lot of people, yeah. when they sort of come through at a young age and they score a few goals, it's, you know, they're building up to being world-class, but I feel like he's in that bracket immediately. Him and, and, and Mbappe are, you know, for their age, mm-hmm. world-class, and both of them definitely future Ballon d'Or winners, in my opinion. Um, yeah. But Haaland is such a machine. He's like a machine. <laughs> he's like, there's a lot of people saying he's built built in a lab, isn't he? And, <laughs> He's I mean, fast. He's strong. Either. He's good in the air. He can. No, I mean, he is. He know. is. I think. I think he is human um, because he did. <laughs> he did actually miss the penalty, but obviously he that did. ended up being yeah. retaken anyway. Um, but that's the only thing I've seen from him that that gives me any sort of inclination that he's human. Um, I seen a tweet actually <laughs> the other day. It said that um, someone tweeted, "I'm convinced that Erling Haaland is like a CIA experiment." And there's like there's like a bunker full of broken Erling Haaland somewhere in the middle of Nevada. <laughs> oh no, that's do you know what? It, actually, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, he is that good, isn't he? Everyone sort of yeah. is looking at him as as this freak of nature. Um, do you know what? I'm, I'm gutted that his his second goal didn't actually stand. Like yeah. did, the way the one way he sort of he's run through the defence and. Mm then managed to just sort of beat the keeper. It's bounced up and he's, he just slots it past the keeper. Like, that was a great goal. I'm gutted that that one got chalked off. Because obviously, mm. then went back, they went back a whole like phase of play for the yeah. penalty decision, which, in my opinion, like, they shouldn't be doing. Um, if if mm-hmm. the play's moved on that much, I'm not sure how big the gap was between the two incidents, but like, I, just, yeah. I, I would have just given the goal, personally. Yeah, I thought it, it was a bit, yeah, bit of a strange I'm the one same, as well. Yeah, it was a bit baffling. I think it was a foul, probably in in the box. Mm. But if you're gonna, yeah. if you're gonna review it, like, and and the play, if the play goes on and the goal goes in, and you, you're reviewing the decision, I think just just give the goal, and because it's not like they were given a decision against Dortmund. If it had yeah. been a foul by a Dortmund player, it's somewhere yeah. in the, in an earlier phase of play, and then they've then they've gone and prof, like profited advantage from it um then then go back and give the first decision but if they're already yeah. you know if, if they've gone on and scored a goal they've had enough of an advantage for me um without needing that penalty but then obviously the penalty i think they did get they got that right to be fair if they're going by the new rules if the keeper's yeah. off the line it then it needs to be retaken again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah um but for it's, it's all about the shithousery though isn't it from, <laughs> from ireland after I don't, know what, keep, I don't know what the keeper said to him after he saved the first one. If you're a goalkeeper and you've got and like the form that he's in, the last thing you sort of want to do is piss him off, isn't it? Because he will, know, yeah. he will do that to you, and he did. Um, and it was like 30 seconds later as well. You can guarantee. You can guarantee as well if if that if that had stayed like that and the penalty you know, wasn't retaken, he would have mm. gone and scored anyway and done the exact oh, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can absolutely guarantee it. Like, it's just really <laughs> funny to watch. I love the, the video after with the severe players chasing. Yeah, I was just, just gonna say. That. I was just gonna say that yeah. severe players chasing him just made it, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just so funny. He just doesn't. He just doesn't care. He doesn't care one bit. Do you um, <laughs> do you boys think he'll be at Dortmund at the start of next season, or do you think he'll move on? No, no chance. No, he's going. He's he's got to move on. Where's he? he? Where would you? I'm... Where would if if you were if you were Harland, where would you want to go? Uh, I'd probably want to go Man City if I was him. Yeah, I, I'd completely agree with that. If I'm being honest with you, mm. I think I think, you, I think he's got a release clause of like 65 like, million as well, which is just incredible. I think it's 65 it? million, yeah. That's until, until, that's I believe it's until the start like. of next season as well. Yeah, I mean, there there are any number of teams that could trigger that. Um, yeah, but I, I think if you're from his point of view, um, you want to go somewhere and be the main man at the club, and I. I think that Bayern Munich are linked with him, but he's not going to be the main man there straight away because obviously Lewandowski's in the team. Mm. Um, potentially in future, yes, but like straight away, no. I think if he goes to City because they don't have a world-class number nine in the team at the minute, he would be the main man there. Um, again, I think for PSG, they've got other players like Neymar and that who want to you know, steal the limelight. Juventus, yeah. you know, if Ronaldo stays there, yeah. again, he's not going to be the main man. So I, I can't see any, any other teams really... Going after him potentially Liverpool, but you know I don't know whether he need a goal scorer in there. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it's hard to say, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see that as being a, a viable move for him. To be honest, I think he'd probably rather go for Man City than Liverpool. I, I agree to be honest. He's definitely going to Seventy-five years. <laughs> no, for seventy for sixty-five million as well. Sorry, like you just triple you just triple the money any straight away, don't you? I, Absolutely. It's such a low sum of money for someone so good. Just 100%. instantly, instantly gets tripled. <laughs> yeah, I, I reckon. I completely agree. I reckon they're probably looking back now, Dortmund. They're going, you know what? Well, we're we're going to lose him. We're going to get a healthy profit on what we paid for him, but we could have yeah. had so much more. It's like Uh-oh. it's like on um, on cash in the attic when they they take an <laughs> offer or something, and then it, it would it would have gone for so much more at an auction. It's like, Uh-oh. oh, wish I just stuck with it. <laughs> You comparing <laughs> Erling Haaland to cash in the attic. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I think Dortmund, I think Dortmund have got the potential for a lot of cash in their attic at the minute. Um, but, <laughs> but they could have had more. They're, they're not going to get, yeah, more. they're not going to get as much as they should. They're not going to get as much as they should. They're going to miss out and, uh, and someone at auction is going to be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> very good point right boys moving on don't get to, this uh, on Sky Sports do you well that's it you know that's why that's why people tune in they don't get this sort of analysis on Sky Sports at all um, I don't even before... know if Cash and the the one I'm thinking of to be fair might be thinking of a different programme bargain on <laughs> before we do move on though one player that does need a mention yeah. in my opinion is Jude Bellingham I didn't actually watch the game but apparently from mm. what I've heard he absolutely bossed it and yeah although he comes from Birmingham he City did, yeah. it is great to see an English youngster do so well in, <laughs> on such a massive stage isn't it really oh, yeah you bet you really hated complimenting him didn't you Billy then <laughs> not at all not at all he's not there anymore so it doesn't matter <laughs> Oh, fair one. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. Watching the game, he was really good, um, and he, there's a reason that Dortmund signed him. Um, and again, he can be a huge, huge player, um, and someone who, you know, like Haaland and, and Sancho, will go to Dortmund get a phenomenal sort of football upbringing because they, you know, they're a cat. They sort of 
the way they play. The coaching is very, very good. They make every player who plays for them better. Um, and, you know, when Dortmund probably eventually sell him, again, they'll, you know, probably triple the money they paid for him. Yeah, um, and the rest. If, if he stays on the trajectory that he's going. I agree. So. I think he's he's a player who he, he plays so far above his above his age like above where oh, he's at absolutely. the the, ma- the maturity that he plays with um and just the ability that he's got it's just ridiculous for a, a 17 year old um mm. yeah very I was very impressed with him as well um I think mm. he had he had a good game in the first t- the first leg as well um yeah. he's really shown his quality and he's ultimately he's he's shown why he's being trusted to start in the Champions League at 17 um in a a big tie for Dortmund though. it's not like they mm. You know, there was nothing to play for. You know, it was still, it was still um, everything to play for, really, going into this second leg. So the fact yeah. that he's getting in the team is is massive, and and yeah, it's it's really good. And you know, he might be from, he might have come from Birmingham City, but it's <laughs> it's great for England, ain't it? Exactly, exactly. That's <laughs> the main agree thing. With your boys. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to uh, a, a game which Porto uh, lost, won, and drew all at the same time. <laughs> uh, explain that one. Uh, Billy, we'll start with you. Uh, what did you make of this mental sort of fixture? Um, it was just one of the craziest games I think I've watched in a very, very long time. Chances for both sides. Just It was such an open game in general. It was just crazy. But you, you've yeah. got to say how good Porto were, though. I think they went to down, down to 10 men in something like the 55th minute. So they played the the final 35 minutes plus another 30 minutes in extra time as well with 10 men it's just incredible how they all pulled together and then you've got obviously Mbemba as well and Pepe the two centre-backs were just incredible just completely stopped Ronaldo from doing anything at all and to think that Mbemba was an ex-Newcastle player as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um i mean what? god carry on sorry no go on mate floor no. still yours <laughs> i was just gonna say that um did you see the stat from uh quadrado's crosses i think it was something like he made 32 crosses in the game and 15 were completed Oof. which is just insane wow. it's like how many times do you see someone put like six crosses in and then not even complete one or two of them. And mm. to put 32 in yeah. and complete 15 is just mental. <laughs> that, yeah, that is ridiculous. But, I mean, this game, it, it, like you say, it had everything, didn't it? It had red cards, penalties, you know, extra time. The only thing it was lacking was was the penalty shootout at the end. But, <laughs> I mean, credit to Porto. They were absolutely mm. brilliant. And Pepe, I mean, I've never seen a player leave more on the pitch than him yeah. in his career. But, like, last night, he definitely spent all of that energy that he's used um and you can tell that he played with Ronaldo for a long time <laughs> <laughs> he knew everything that he was going to do yeah. absolutely everything <laughs> didn't he um but yeah i mean it was a it was a cracking tie and and like the Dortmund game you know this was an advert for the Champions League absolutely, absolutely. and the underdog coming through which i mean everyone mm. loves to see mm. uh the big sides yeah. crashing out early <laughs> uh Jed, what were your thoughts mate um, well, to, I've I've watched the highlights. So obviously, I watched the Dortmund game, um, mm. and I saw the extra time as well. Um, and I thought that Robbie Savage was going to explode on the commentary. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, oh I got another one!" It was unbelievable when the when the goals were flying in. 
um, towards the end. It was just it was just mental, wasn't it? Like I've, yeah. Watching the highlights back, my first impression was the Porto keeper. Was it Mar Marchesin? Um, he had an absolute mm. worldie of a game. Made yeah. some brilliant saves um, from a few of those quadrado crosses. <laughs> so another thing that I picked out as well, his deliveries were just incredible. Yeah. Like, half of Juventus' yeah. chances, probably most of Juventus' chances, came off a, a quadrado cross. And they're all balls in towards the back post, like players trying to get round there. But it was just, yeah, it was an insanely good delivery from him. And then the keeper, like I say, keeper had an absolute worldie. Um, I thought, from what I've seen, Pepe did really well as well. He was mm. solid. And he's, you know, considering he's about 38 now as well. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, a, that's a massive performance <laughs> from him. Right? Who knows? He might he might not play again for the season now. He might be knackered. Honestly, the fact that Juventus have gone out again, it's just, it's mental, ain't it? It's it's like, yeah. they're, I know mean, they've been sort of below, uh, below par in the league this year, but you would have thought that they'd put everything into the Champions League. That's the one that they want. And it's like, yeah. you know, how, how does this keep happening? Because Buffon can only play on for so long um, <laughs> without getting a medal. Like Ronaldo's probably not going to win the Champions League there at this rate. Um, it's just, it, it's it's a shame in a way, but like Porto fully deserve this. Like they they fully deserve it. They were they were better in the fir first leg, um, and credit to them for for going there, you know, away and and coming away with the result. Uh, I did think the yellow card was a bit silly though, to be honest. Kicking the ball away, I think, was the, yeah. the red card. Yeah. Was the second yellow for kicking the ball away. Like, mm. is it really necessary to book him for that? I think there was probably about the rule, two though, or three it? seconds yeah. between the whistle going and the ball being kicked. <laughs> like, it's, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't like the referees blowing the whistle and then fifteen seconds later, the players booted <laughs> it away. It was, like, it was within a couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah. It was like within yeah. a couple of seconds. I don't think it was really like petulant or whatever they call it's it it's a very european yeah. booking that though isn't it yeah like, you it don't is, see yeah. that in the premier league very often unless like you say they've waited like a minute and then he's just booted the ball for no reason <laughs> saying if that though in, i think it's clearly was it, you know god carry on sorry <laughs> oh, sorry, i'll oh, say if it's clearly if it's clearly an, an act, like the player just you know throwing a bit of a wobbly and booting it away then yeah yeah but this this one to me it didn't seem like that it was it was that bad, you know, from just going off my memory from what I've seen from the highlights. I thought I thought it was a bit harsh, um, and the, the, obviously the Juventus players were straight around the ref like he's kicking oh, away, you know, classic. Um, which I think is just a bit like, you know, it's a bit <laughs> silly. But you know, Porto in the end, obviously, are the ones who are laughing, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, they'll be hoping to repeat their the class of two thousand four, won't they? And, and Go on and win the tournament. They've knocked out another big gun. Uh, you know yeah. they knocked out United in the first the first time they won the Champions League, and mm. now they've knocked out Juventus. So I'm sure they'll be. You know they'll probably be looking and thinking we can cause teams problems. Definitely. Um, you know they've knocked Juventus out, who were probably one of the favourites for the trophy. Certainly, and you'd expect them to get further than they did. Um, yeah. So credit to definitely. Porto, but I think Pirlo himself is. You know, apart from being beautiful, is is in trouble. <laughs> I think in Juventus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. They've gone from sort of nine nine titles in a row to to, to being way off the pace in, in Syria. It's, it's about time something went wrong for him in his life. Well, this is it. <laughs> um, he's never going to go grey, is he? Professional footballer, <laughs> ama am like amazing looking man. Um, Fine, he's probably never going to go grey. Yeah, uh, right, he's, he's a World Cup winner. Like, yeah, he can have a bad season. He'll bounce back. He'll go. I reckon he'll go and manage. Um, 
He'll do a Henri go over and manage in the MLS, I think. I think he'll open a winery <laughs> and uh, sip nice Italian wine for the rest of his life. <laughs> uh, so one thing that uh, I do actually want to add on the, on this, just before we move on, um, is the the Porto free kick, <laughs> which was, I think, probably the worst wall I've ever seen um, from, from Juventus. Do you know what I, what I don't get is why why didn't they do the the man lying down behind the wall thing? Like, it's the trend, isn't it? It's so is, it is. It is the trend. It's, it's like where's where's your man behind the wall? If that if there's a man if there's a man behind the wall there, that goal doesn't go in, and Juventus go through. Yeah. Um, and also, Cristiano Ronaldo has taken Bottled that. He's taken enough free kicks in his life to know that if a if, if a wall turns its back. It's a good thing for the free kick taker. So why on earth is he in the wall jumping with his back to the ball? Like it's just, no, it's just stupid, isn't it? You're 36, Cristiano. <laughs> Come on, man. He's scared of his uh, his his beautiful face getting wrecked, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I, I I agree with you, mate. I think for a professional footballer to turn their back. Uh, to an oncoming ball when they're supposed to, their sole job in that wall is to stop it. Uh, I think is embarrassing. He should should be embarrassed. Mm. Um, and if, like you say, it's effectively cost his side um, going through. I mean, there's a I've seen a lot of hate on social media towards Ronaldo um, about <laughs> the fact that he turned his back on. They they a lot of people sort of saying you know that's him turning his back on Juventus in a way. Um, and it's like, well, oh, you know, very, I don't think it's that far. Uh, I know, that's what I thought. I thought it's a bit deep for my, my liking. He's just sort of bottled it. He's not he's not turning his back on Juventus. He's just, just a bit of a coward. He's <laughs> just not a defender, is he? He's just not a defender, exactly, you know. Um, you know, I don't think many of us would like to be hit in the face by a football. No, it's <laughs> it's just, I think you should, you should know better, like, you should, you yeah, should know better, though. You know, oh, yeah. um, and and you've got to take one to the face. And, and talking of sort of taking one to the face and heading everything that comes your way, we're moving on to Liverpool and <laughs> RB Leipzig and Nat Phillips, <laughs> uh, who literally, I think, didn't pass the ball with his feet. He headed everything <laughs> the entire <laughs> game. Um, lads, I don't know if you've watched this over the, the Barcelona PSG did, game. No. Uh, obviously, I watched it being a Liverpool fan, but did you manage to watch any of this game? Uh, I managed to uh, grab the highlights. You have Messi and Mbappe on the other game. So, <laughs> That's what uh, I thought. Know. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I love no, your little... You... That was a, a brilliant little segue, by the way, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, great it's, stuff. You know, it's great stuff. Uh, but but the highlights then um, of this game, what, what were your thoughts? Plenty of chances, I thought, yeah. for both sides. Yeah, definitely. Nat Phillips it seemed like, like a, as a you decent said, game. I was just going to say that um, Nat Phillips looked as if he had a great game. Boys, there was a lot of chances for both sides. Um, Liverpool, I mean, I watched the first half and, and I, I didn't think they, we would ever score another goal. Um, you know, Jota missed missed a couple of sitters and Salah had a few chances that he should have scored. Mane, you know, Thiago passing when he should have shot. You know, and I was sort of watching it thinking, ah, it's just, it's the classic Liverpool, they can't score. Um, but then in the second half, you know, Liverpool really took hold of the game, and uh, Jota worked some nice space, played a lovely pass to Salah, and it was a it was a very Mo Salah finish. Um, and then Divock Origi actually did something for once, <laughs> put in a really really nice ball uh, for Mane to, to put away. But I thought 
the, the master stroke for me was putting Fabinho back in midfield. Mm. He was the he was an anchor uh, and he was the focal point of that that team, and it allowed it allowed Tiar, mostly Tiago to be honest to have a lot of freedom on the pitch. Um, and I feel like the Tiago's not been playing at his full capacity this year because he's having to defend. And I mean, we've seen Tiago tackling this season; it's been woeful. <laughs> he can't tackle to save his life. He's a typical Spaniard in that in that sort of regard, um, but. So having Fabinho there and, and, and sort of protecting him, allowed him to just back and forth, back and forth, you know, on the ball, passing it around, making a lot of really nice chances. But for me, man of the match, Nat Phillips every day of the week. I mean, the lads, he put, he already wearing a bandage anyway from, I think he'd cut his head open before, <laughs> but he, he came on, came on, big headband on, you know, <laughs> bandaged up and, and just didn't, didn't, didn't look phased by it. He, he literally... <laughs> Uh, headed every single ball away. I've never seen someone head the ball so much in all my life. Um, and Jurgen Klopp was delighted with him uh, after the game. Absolutely delighted. Uh, he absolutely loved him. Pretty much is what he said. Um, Do you think he's one of the um, he's one of the defective Erling Haaland's, but he's just stuck on heading mode? <laughs> Do you know what? That's a great shout. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> Defective Harland. Uh, yeah, this one's just pure heading. <laughs> that's why yeah, that's a great like shout. Batch number twenty-four or something. <laughs> uh, unbelievable, unbelievable, great shout. Oh, yeah, but yeah I... <laughs> I thought the um, I thought the second Liverpool goal was really well worked, mate. Mm. From what I saw, um, yeah. some great, great football. And like I say, Origi, that delivery was just fantastic. He just, he just, it's like he just knew that someone was going to be there at the back stick, and he's, he's yeah. got the ball just absolutely spot on, um, mm. which I think probably helps him because he's obviously a centre forward, and he's often in that position where he's trying to drift in from the, yeah. the left hand side um, when he's actually on the pitch. That is, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought the the Liverpool they, they got the job done, didn't they? Um, like yeah. I said, both sides appeared to have chances. Um, Liverpool took theirs in the second half, and and ultimately, I think they deserve it. You know, deserve to go through over the course of the two legs. Um, yeah. Whether they go any further, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, somebody was was talking to us on Twitter today, wasn't they, and saying that they're destined for the final in Istanbul <laughs> again. Um, I mean, I think that's wishful thinking, but you never know because it's the Champions League, um, and anything anything can happen. But I think that um, the the priority will definitely be the Champions League. So I do hope yeah. Liverpool. Obviously, you know, make a good go of it, um, because we, you know, we just want to see teams going at each other in the Champions League, don't we? Yeah. Um, and they definitely, they definitely did that in in this game as well. They had to make sure, obviously, that they got through, and, and I think they did that. And and Nat Phillips heading everything. <laughs> I think if they if they win the trophy, he would head it away. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Henderson lifts it up, and he just straight out of his arm. Uh, only the Premier League it. ground here, Bosh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, anything further to add, mate? Um, yeah, I think Liverpool and the Champions League, I think it's I think you're gonna play a lot better in the Champions League than you will because mm. than the Premier League because not only will that be your main focus now, I think it helps you when teams have to come out and attack you. Like RB Leipzig yeah. did. You had so many chances in that first mm. um yeah, with uh, Liverpool and the Champions League, teams need to come out and attack, don't they? So, 
like Leipzig did, you had so many chances yeah. in that first half, but you just couldn't put them away. But in the second half, they're 2-0 down, I think it was, on aggregate. So they had to come out and attack you, which just left space for they had most... To come out, yeah. They just mm. left space for Salah, uh, Origi, Mane to get the goals that they did. And I think that will be a massive boost for both Salah and Mane, actually, to get the two goals and to get back on the score sheet. Because it's been a fair while. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. Um, those two scoring goals um, is always key. And to get their confidence back is great. And they both scored in the first leg as well. So hopefully now mm. this can you know, kickstart them again. Um, Mo Salah's got, you know, considering he's having a supposedly bad season, he's still got 25 <laughs> goals in all competitions. And for me, that's not a bad <laughs> season at all. Um, he just set... <laughs> the thing exactly. is, he set the standards so high for himself. Um, but by he? his own... That's it. That's it. You know, that first season getting 44 goals, uh, it's always going to be lower than that. But I mean, he's got 20, more than 25 goals every, pretty much every season, I think, except one he's been there, which, you know, and I think the season he didn't get 25, he got like 23 or 21, which is still ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so the, the key for Liverpool is getting, obviously getting those, that front three firing again. But I think Jota coming into the side definitely makes a, a bit of a difference because he's a lot more direct than Firmino. Mm. He gets the ball and he, and he wants to sort of to push and attack. Um, he's a, he's very quick and, and it adds another dimension in that front three. I noticed a lot of the time as well, all three of them were sort of interchanging who was playing up front yeah. in the middle. Um, and it, it sort of caused Leipzig a few problems because one minute Jota was there, the next Mane, and then it was Salah. And, you know, the centre-backs are constantly having to change their game mm. because all three of them are very similar players, but all play, you know, sort of completely different Yeah, they well all offer completely different at things, the same time. don't they? Um, Exactly, um, and that definitely helped Liverpool. And like you say, Billy, you know, sides in the Champions League are going to are going to come out and attack, which definitely suits Liverpool. Always has suited Liverpool. Mm. Um, but moving on to our final game of this Champions League edition, uh, Mbappe against Messi, and Mbappe comes out on top. Uh, although Messi gave it a damn good go, didn't he, lads? Yeah, definitely. I, I only caught the highlights of this game, so I will hand over hand over to you two to talk about it. Jed, we'll start with you, mate. Uh, I thought Barca were much better than they were in the first leg. Um, they looked improved. They they looked like they were trying to give it a go. They just couldn't really break PSG down as as much as they wanted to, like get through. Uh, I thought that the, the young fullback Sergio Dest. He had a really good game, yeah. Um, and he seemed to be one of the most uh, like mm. threatening players, really, in the, in the Barca team, which is weird considering he's a, a right back. Um, <laughs> but obviously, he was he was getting a lot of joy down that that right hand side, um, getting into good positions. I, I think if they had somebody other than Dembele in the team, <laughs> then this oh. would have been a, a much closer tie on aggregate. Because um, he missed some really good chances, mm. but that first half—I mean, the first half was great. The second half was less eventful. Yeah. Um, it was sort of game over by that by that point after half time. But the first half was absolutely brilliant. It was end to end at times, and, mm. and I thought Barcelona were really, really good. It's just that they they just lacked the like, the finishing yeah, ability just, they needed. weren't clinical it enough. It was just that last and large, largely down to Dembele. It was just that last pass or shot, wasn't it? That just wasn't working out for them. And mm. as a fan of Barcelona, obviously I live here. It was so frustrating to watch, <laughs> but yeah, I mean credit to PSG. They outdid it in the first in the uh, first leg. And as you say, 
Um, yeah. I, I wasn't expecting Barca to turn it around, but as you say, they certainly went for it. And I mean, credit to them for going for it. But that, as you as you said, Jed, that second forty five, it was just it was just dead and buried by them, wasn't it? Especially with that messy penalty just on the yeah. stroke of half time as well. Yeah, I think they they would have needed to score first, really, mm. to have really mm. sort of shaken PSG. Yeah. Um, obviously, PSG got the first goal with the penalty. Um, I thought the penalty that was itself soft. Was <laughs> soft, but it, Very it, it soft. was it was soft, but in in today's game it's a penalty isn't it there was mm. a little bit of contact so it is a penalty i thought mbappe took the penalty really oh, well like penalty, that yeah. is how you take a penalty um Lionel Messi take absolutely notes. brilliant he's uh, the run-up like <laughs> yeah like the run-up wasn't yeah. great um it was sort of a little it was a little bit of a stuttery run-up but it wasn't too bad and then he's just absolutely twatted it into the top top corners brilliant penalty like, that is exactly how penalty should be taken um and i, I think that Mbappe is is just a monster, isn't he? Um, again, another, another one who obviously we spoke about on the last Champions League show where we talked about him. Um, obviously, when the, the first leg happened, um, because how good he was at the new Camp. Uh, I thought he was again, you know, probably the best player on the pitch for PSG. He looked very very threatening. Um, had a couple of other chances in the first half as well, but but on the flip side of that, on from Barcelona's perspective, Messi was. <laughs> He played well, I think. Yeah, very well. Um, I think he did play. He, he seemed to be creating a lot and scored an absolute mm. worldie as well. Um, oh, but that unbelievable goal. goal! That goal, I think, just looks incredible from every angle. Mm. Like every angle, it's insane. Like the the movement on the ball when he's hit it is just like the, the keeper <laughs> had no chance, and you could tell that the keeper was like, "Oh, that's gone. That's gone. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere near it." Absolutely brilliant goal. Um, and yeah, had the had the penalty gone in, then maybe it would have been a different game. But yeah. I, that was the that was the final sort of nail in the coffin, really, wasn't it for Barcelona? Yeah, I really think that had that penalty have gone in, it would have been a completely different game. And I think that second half would have been a lot more entertaining. Oh, absolutely, but. You know, Messi and penalties just well, don't go mate, together, do the they? Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, yeah, I think if that penalty goes in, you know, was it right on the stroke of half time? Yeah, literally, yeah, near enough. So you know, if that goes in, that goes in, you know, you're going into half time at an advantage, mm. and, and it puts PSG on a back foot. Um, Barcelona then have confidence, but from what I saw of the highlights, I mean. Dembele couldn't finish his tea uh, as much as Messi tried to make yeah. him. <laughs> he just didn't want to, did he? Um, nah, you know, Navas not. pulled off some good saves as well, yeah. but yeah, that that Messi goal was whew, unbelievable. I mean, one of you boys sort of put it in the in the group chat, and I'm watching Mo Salah and Mane and Jota miss sort of open goals, and I'm, and then you you's like, Do you see the Messi goal, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Honestly, I think that was that was probably this is something great. (laughs) That's probably the highlight of the game. I think the Messi goal. Yeah, like it was the standout moment for me. Really, really good goal. Um, But I, I I don't know about the penalty itself. The Messi penalty. It's a bad penalty. Yeah, he's not not put it anywhere. He's just put it slightly Mm. to the left of the middle. It's a little bit off the ground. It's it's a poor penalty. Um, but the save made it look more dramatic because it's come off the keeper and gone onto the bar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was quite a comfortable save, mm. really. Um, wasn't hit at much pace either. So, yeah, it's, it's, it is a shame, obviously, to see the, the greats 
you know, Messi and Ronaldo yeah. go out of the Champions League. But also, I don't think Barcelona were ever really going to win the Champions League at the minute. No. The situation that they're in. Um, and I'm more pleased for PSG um, after mm. their, their first leg performance and then obviously getting the job done in, in this tie as well. It'd be um, interesting to see how far PSG they get can in the, go. The next well. round's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that they've got a good chance of going all the way. Um, I think we've, we spoke about this before on the last one as well, about who we think is going to go on and win it. Um, I think one of us say PSG last time. I think somebody said they'll get to the final or something. There's a there's a strong case for them, and they're definitely in with the shout, 100%, especially when you've got players like Mbappe in that, that sort of form. Always well. helps, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's certainly going to be an interesting running in the Champions League. I think the worst sort of thing that can happen for sort of like PSG is to get like a Man City or something like that in the next leg. Yeah. Or Bayern Munich. I mean, mm. if they, if you know, if you're drawing another sort of super, super club, if you will. Um, I mean, for the rest of us, it's great. It's what you sort of want to yeah. watch. But for like those sides, it's the last sort of thing you want. You want to meet them potentially later on. Yeah. Or they might be knocked out by that point. But I think it's going to be a good... A good draw. There's some definitely some really good teams left in the competition, um, and I'm, I, for one, hope Liverpool don't meet uh, PSG <laughs> or Manchester City or Bayern Munich in the next round. <laughs> Who do you want <laughs> them to face? <laughs> for obvious reasons, <laughs> Porto, <laughs> um, or uh, or maybe see Matt Phillips against Erling Haaland. <laughs> uh, Just head at uh, each other. <laughs> Headbutting head each other, the, the clones <laughs> fighting it out. There's a glitch in the system. <laughs> yeah, the ground will probably explode or something like that. Um, Do you reckon it'll be like if they go right. to? You know, reckon it'll be like magnets if they go too close to close each other. They sort of like they can't touch each other. <laughs> <laughs> It'd certainly be an interesting one. We've established that not only is Harland a clone, but Nat Phillips is a clone of Ellen Harland. <laughs> but not good. Um, <laughs> just for heading <laughs> stuck in heading right, how, much, how much do you reckon uh, Nat Phillips would fetch on cash in the attic how much what I said, how, how much do you reckon Nat Phillips would fetch on cash in the attic oh, oh a good, <laughs> good 20 quid 200 300 pound he's like he's like the one they thought was real but it's not <laughs> it's like a fake one yeah it's like a fake family heirloom <laughs> uh, Anything further to add, boys, before we wrap it up there? <laughs> Not for me, no. Uh, we've got a TikTok now. That's true, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. We have, I forgot about that. Uh, Billy, you, you started up the TikTok. I, Do you want to talk about it? Um. Well, <laughs> there'll be no dancing or anything like that, unfortunately. It'll just be... It'll just be clear. <laughs> we are trying to get Simo to dance. We will get Simo to dance as soon as we hit 1,000 <laughs> followers on there. <laughs> But no, uh, it's, yeah, it's just going to be <laughs> clips from the podcast. If you'd like to follow us on there, it'd be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Certainly would. Uh, thank you, everyone listening um, to this Champions League edition. We'll be back next week with another Champions League show. Uh, Jed will also be back with, I think, me and Paul, is it, Jed? Um, for our yeah. Manscaped-inspired <laughs> uh, Hairy 11, effectively, is, is what we're naming it. I think <laughs> There's a few so. shocks in yeah. there. There's a few players that we're not happy with uh, for their lack of hair. <laughs> um, but it'll be an interesting one. So keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming soon. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening. And firstly, thank you, Billy. Thank you very much, mate. It's been a pleasure as always. And always a pleasure, mate. And thank you, Jed, as well. No worries, mate. It's been a pleasure. And uh, cheery bye. Bye.
find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.